You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I set you out to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside. And Maddie Rose. Did you ever know that you're my hero? And everything I would like to be can fly higher than an eagle. (laughs) For you are the wind beneath my wings. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour 2. It's the big show. Powered by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. Glenn Chico Resch. Devils analyst on the Devils Hockey Network. Stanley Cup champion at the bottom of the hour. Tee up the Devils in flames tonight from New Jersey in a game you'll hear live right here on Sportsnet 960. The fans starting at 5 o'clock. Rick Ball, the play-by-play voice for Sportsnet for the Calgary Flames, will join us at 8 o'clock. We're still taking your text messages from something we talked about in the first hour. Um, they're unva- they, Yesterday in Paris, uh, they unveiled the Olympic medals that will be handed out for the upcoming summer games. And on every medal, there is a piece of the original iron used to construct the Eiffel Tower. Kind of a cool little concept they got for the Paris Olympics. Mm-hmm. So we're asking you, what piece of Calgary will we put in an Olympic medal? If the Olympics did return to Calgary, what little piece of Calgary should be put into a medal? 960, 960, name and location. Some interesting um, interesting suggestions. Ginger beef has been thrown around a lot. A lot of ginger beef. A lot of, a lot of the blue ring. Yeah, they want to get rid of the blue ring completely and just break it up and put it. I mean, it's stupid looking. I get it. It's called guiding light, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just what? generally confused by its presence. It's yeah, public well, art. Big I actually thought it was like some sort of like used for industrial use. I thought like you thought it, it like, mattered, like it meant something. No, it doesn't. Like it's it had a, a practical a, use? Yes. Nope. It's just a blue ring with a light on top of yeah. it. Yeah. What I thought it had something to do with oil when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is uh, we get the we get we're fracking with this thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is that what an oil rig looks like? Because it's near it's near the airport. Yeah, so, like I'm like, what is that? It's on 96th yeah. Ave. Yeah, on the bridge over. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like anything. That's a fair thing to think. Have you seen the big head? See, outside? thank you. Have you seen the big head outside the bow building here? That's a weird one. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if he has. I don't know if you've gone east of. Center Street, George. You know I'm terrible with direction. Yeah, that's not very. That's not going to be helpful whatsoever. He hasn't. I'm going to say he has not seen east. It. What's east. east? What's east? Right. Away from uh, the. I don't think he's been north of the river. Away from the mountains. <laughs> okay. All right. The mountain, that makes sense. Mountains are west. Well, I did. I did go east when I went to uh, the drum. Yes. Yeah. Northeast. You went, yeah, north and east. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then uh, when John Bender told me, he's like, hey, uh, this is the biggest city. Like, there's nothing until you drive nine hours east to Regina. Pretty much. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, that got real. Yeah. Voodoo's and <laughs> yeah. desert. Like, well, don't go past this then. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. There's coronations no. out there. Oyen. What? Oyen and coronation. <laughs> They're okay, near what? the Saskatchewan border. What? Huh. <laughs> So I, that's why we love you so much, Patty Dumont. Um, Yegor Sharangovich. Lethbridge is, going is to east make his... if you wanted to go le- to Lethbridge. Lethbridge is mm. east. Southeast. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Yegor <laughs> oh. Sharangovich making his return tonight to the Devils. I'd imagine maybe they have a tribute video for him. I don't know. Hey, man. I think these are, I'm going uh, through these tweets from this trade. At least I went on the Devils' side of it. They're sad. They were they were sad to lose Sharon Govich. They were calling him Santa Govich because I guess he did a bunch of things during Christmas time for them, dressed up like oh, Santa. That's really nice. So um, when Craig Conroy pulled off this trade in June of last year, June 27th, mm-hmm. yes, there was uh, there was a lot of uh, surprise. Um, shock because Tyler Toffoli and, and good on Tyler Toffoli saying, Hey, I don't plan to be here long term. And then, uh, which is fair. And then Craig Connor is like, Oh, I guess we got to trade our leading goal scorer from uh, last season. And they did in a deal that sent uh, him for Yeager, Sharon Govich, and a, a draft pick. And uh, a lot of Flames fans were sour about this deal. Sour. I remember Maddie and I, we, we kind of liked the trade at first blush when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Because uh, you were getting a guy that, you know, had some upside. And uh, trade looked really bad at the beginning of the season when he was floundering on the fourth line and looked completely out of sorts. But clearly he's righted the ship. And now he's on the number one line with Jonathan Huberto and uh, Kuzmenko. In fact, he's playing center on the number one line for the Calgary Flames. Life Life comes at you fast in the National Hockey League. But we wanted to revisit... Some of those tweets from angry fans, some angry tweets mm-hmm. and some happy tweets mm-hmm. about the trade because uh, good thing that a lot of these exist on social media forever so we can actually uh, play them here using, of course, our friend. He's all lubed up, uh, Texty McTexterson, our Sportsnet 960, the fan, text reading robot. What do you got for us here, Patrick? I kind of threw this at you mm. last minute oh, good. in the 6 o'clock hour. How many tweets did how many tweets? How many tweets did you find? I think I got about 11 uh, negative, three from the okay. Devils fans, and four positive from uh, Flames fans. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's play a few of these, and uh, we'll comment on them. Fired up, Texty. Here's a Devils fan. Mm. Okay. At J.M. Copeland, 48. Devils with an absolute fleece job from the Flames. <laughs> Devils acquire a proven goal-scoring forward in Tyler Toffoli for Jaeger Sharangovich and third-round pick. Jaeger was a solid rotation piece. But this is an upgrade. If they can lock up Timo, what an offseason for Jersey. <laughs> Oops. You think they regret that contract? Ooh. Like the worst part of that tweet is definitely the Timo Meyer part, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. He got what, 8.8 now. Let me just quickly take a peek, see, look, see at his stats. Uh, nine goals, 19 points, dash 22 Gross. in 35 games. Oh, boy. Oh, my and God. And remember, he was like the crown jewel of last year's trade deadline. Yeah, and then he wasn't even very good after that. And no. he was a ghost in the playoffs. And this, again, this is never a slight against Tyler Toffoli, a Stanley Cup champion, yeah. big member of those Kings teams. But yeah. if Tyler Toffoli is your number one option, it's a problem. You got to think, he didn't want to be here much anymore. No. He again, didn't want to be it, here. He was a good flame. He gives. Some, he, he had a lot of productive years here. Good guy. Just didn't want to stay here long term. Wanted to chase the Stanley Cup again. That's fine. He has every right to do so. And good on him for being completely transparent with the organization. No hard feelings. That's fine. And to an Flames extent, did really well. To an extent that Texer is also not wrong. He had kind of moved back into a rotational job with yes. the Devils, right? At, Healthy at, scratch in the playoffs. Yeah, at times this was a guy who played shotgun to Jack Hughes and scored 24 goals and 46 points. But, yeah, he only got into three playoff games in their series last season. And, and 
you know, you, you watch his game, and I don't know if when the, the games get tougher and, and tighter, he's necessarily a player that's going to excel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good ad, and he's been a, a fine soldier. Like we always talk about, you need guys that are going to score for you in the regular season, and he's certainly one of them. All right, keep him rolling. At Papa Hughes, Holy W, the Devils are winning the Cup for sure this year. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> Yep, that's they, it. <laughs> after the, right after the Tyler Toffoli yeah. deal, yeah, that, holy W. We got a cup now. All they were missing <laughs> was a proven goal scorer. Pipes yeah. were going to be fine, though. Hey, They were never worried about their net minding. Hmm, strange. Well, luckily we have a former goaltender who covers uh, the Devils, talks about him all the time, Chico Resch coming up. Ask him about the... Uh, the goaltending situation, and is this an audition? Like, like he needs an audition. Like they don't know what he's about. But uh, Jacob Markstrom, gonna be super interesting. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton. When's he back? How, mm-hmm. mu- how much of that Noah money? Hannafin? How much of that money can you spend? Yeah, as Noah Hannafin they scores can... a goal in Boston, everybody's like, he spent just under ten million at the at the uh, at the t- trade deadline. Once it's all said and done, that's, that's what, what you think? Yeah, yeah that's what the Devils. The that's what the Devils will be able to do. Wow. Yeah, they'll be able to add some. Okay. All right, keep them rolling. At Merck Ice Twice, LOL already getting fleeced at Conroy. Mm. Oh, really? Who was that? Was say, that a Flames fan? Or? These are Flames fans. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he laughed out loud, Conroy already getting fleeced. Yeah. I'm going to say the the three trades, and obviously they're, we don't know how these trades work out till years into the future. Sure. But so far so good for Craig Conroy as the GM the Calgary Flames. I don't when, think he's been fleeced on anything. They've all been either even or what wins, I mean. you would look at, right? Like, well, you know, again, like... pretty like, fair I, trade right now. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really say either one. We'll see what happens with Sunev, uh, the other pick that they made there who's playing in the NCAA. But, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, well, well, what I'm saying is, obviously, it's still too early to grade the three trades, the Zadarov trade, <laughs> as, <laughs> as Kron likes to say. Uh Zadorov, uh, Lindholm, and obviously this trade. This trade looks like it's in favor of the Flames, obviously, right now today. But that could change as well. If if Tyler Toffoli you know, scores a ton of goals and they win the Stanley Cup uh, next year, potentially maybe even this year if they can get hot and get into the playoffs. But as of right now, I think Craig Conroy, and it's really early in the process, is three for three on big trades. Haven't hated anything he's done yet. That's what I mean. That's for sure. You know, and it's tough, Except for that right? one time he put Nick DeSimone on waivers. That broke my heart. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. No, I'm just... and, and again, I, I like the move that Adam Rajitska was put on waivers because it's like we, we've given you a ton of leash, man. It's just it's it's time for you to get a change well, of scenery. Especially with everybody else coming back now. Like, yeah. I was watching Rooney against the Bruins. I'm like, this is what I want out of my fourth-line center. Go out there and yep. throw a couple hits on a defenseman and get off the ice. Ruzi- Great job. Rajitska hasn't even gotten in a game with Arizona yet. Really? Yep. Hmm. That's surprising to me. They're healthy again. Like they're healthy right now. They That's, don't need them. Hey, I said that after he got claimed. I yeah. looked at their depth chart and I said, I don't know where he fits in. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know why they claimed him, but whatever. <laughs> Is he boys with Yusuf Alamaki? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. And, and, it, and again, Dude, when, when it comes to Conroy, yeah. uh, when it comes to Conroy, like obviously all the pressure being in the organization for as many years as he has learning every single inch of the hockey operation side and then having to make trades, a lot of pressure on Connie, right? That's not easy to come in and, and take over for a guy that a lot of people said was one of the hardest working GMs uh, in the NHL, big shoes to fill. 
when it comes to Bradtree living. But so far, so good and obviously, for Ke- Craig Conroy. And obviously, again, there's there's still lots of time. Like Those guys, those pieces that they get for Elias Lindholm, maybe none of them work out. And they just got pieces that just eventually did nothing for the Calgary Flames, which absolutely could be a possibility. Or they hit a home run with the Elias Lindholm trade. They make a great first-round pick, which turns into something. Or they use it in a, in a trade to move up in the draft. Who knows what, it, what June is going to look like for the draft. But so far, so good for Craig Conroy uh, making moves that's universally accepted and applauded in the hockey world. This one was one that a lot of Flames fans didn't like when Sharon Govich got traded, uh, was acquired here for Tyler Toffoli to New Jersey. Let's do some more negative before we get to a positive, Patty. At Redacted LMAO, you have up a 35-goal scorer signed to one of the cheapest deals in the entire NHL, and you got pennies back in return? For shame. (laughs) Okay. For shame. For shame. Shame. This is shame. 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 Yeah, not so much on that. Um, also, like, four and a quarter is not one of the cheapest contracts in the NHL. Like, if you want to talk to me about Sean Monaghan being under mm-hmm. a million, then okay, yeah. by all means. But I'm telling you, um, he's getting paid four and a quarter. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, and, and just for some context uh, for our listeners who are driving right now, uh, Toffoli, 21 goals, 13 assists, 34 points. He's a minus nine on the season. Sharon Govich, 20 goals, 15 assists, 35 points, minus 14. So they'll probably finish with the same amount of points and goals. And you can also look at the penalty minutes. Sharon Govich never goes in the box. He's got four pims, yeah. and Tyler Toffoli's got 12, so it's a little yeah. bit different there. Mm-hmm. And Sharon Govich is also six years younger and yep. uh, two inches taller. And I think is an RF. Would he be an RFA at the end of this contract? Or did they just bridge him to free? He is. No, no, he's a UFA. Oh, he's a UFA. And he's only at 3.1. So he's like 1.15 less than Toffoli. Well, hell, man. Keeps doing this. And he can play coming his way. And he can play center. Yes. He's versatile. For a game. Uh, We'll see. Let's do one more negative (laughs) one, Patty. One more negative. Okay. Yeah. At Jay Walker Analytai 1, Massive L. We get a player with less upside and points. A draft pick that statistically is a bust for a guy we paid a first and prospect for coming off a career year. That was the argument. Like, but then Toffoli was like, I don't want to be here. And he had one year left on his deal at the time. Well, he had two years I when they th- traded I don't for think him. it was necessarily that he didn't want to be here. I think that it, it was, I will be here for X amount of money yes. and X amount of term. We heard the, the rumored said, money. And the flame right. said, no, yeah. that's not going to work for us. So it's yeah. a little bit different than just straight up being like, I'm done with the Flames. Mm-hmm. You guys are no good. I think he would have stayed if the Flames met his demands. But that was a sure. lot of money to but get to a guy. But I think his demands are more than what the, the Flames thought were, were. Yeah, I, I think it was more than what the Flames thought he was worth. And B, I just think that you looked at the kind of the timeline and they were like, we don't know what we're going to be. This was a great shrewd move, but man. You're getting a player yeah. that we all talked about, Reclamation Project. This is a guy that could shoot the lights out. And he he's got that crazy shot, and mm-hmm. you have that third round pick, Sinayev, who the who could be something. I like the, I like that the t- the tweeter said a third round pick, which is always a bust. And yeah, you're like, okay, what, what BS, what, bud. What is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. And, but, okay, and how but, is it a bust then? <laughs> Again, if I, it's always I, wrong, how is it a bust? I know you're saying about the Toffoli thing. Much it, there's a lot of parallels between that and Lindholm. Lindholm wanted X number of dollars, and yeah. the Flames necessarily weren't comfortable with paying him. Exactly. That's right. exactly what it hey, is. So like, if, it's if, with a lot of these players. If like they they don't, yeah, so, the again, like Toffoli set... saying, 
yeah, I'll stay if you pay me seven by seven. And it's like, um, I guarantee well, you, if he, but he wanted to stay. Okay, but <laughs> if, so, if Huberto didn't have a giant contract and Cadre didn't sign a giant right, contract, I'm sure Toffoli would have. Uh, they probably yeah. would have, you know, you know, wanted Toffoli back. Mm-hmm. Also, skating's not his strength when it comes to Tyler Toffoli. Uh-uh. No. New nope. and I love nope. Tyler Toffoli and I like you know what I like that's underrated about Tyler Toffoli we talked about it a lot last year his salad he's a bit of a rat too oh, yeah, yeah yeah which I like yeah he's gritty but he's, he's, uh, he's got an active stick <laughs> yes he does much like Martin Pospisil yeah but when it comes to Tyler <laughs> Toffoli like two three years from now I'm gonna be a little concerned about his skating that's all I'm saying I already am yeah mm. all right uh, let's do a positive all right at Big Barrel Club fourteen. Teapot by far had his most productive years as a flame. Decent trade, but I don't expect Teapot to produce more over the next few years. They already have enough contracts with guys going to be in their late 30s. Wow, just okay. basically said everything that we just said. What a copycat. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Get your own Pretty take. Pretty good. Get your own take, listener. <laughs> Pretty Ridiculous. good. Yeah, Pretty so Toffoli's got 34 goals last year. He's got 21 this year. Um, so I don't know what that would put him on pace for. That's going to put him on pace pretty pretty high up there to match his total from last year. Toffoli also started quick, right? He started fast. Yeah, he was a really good start this year. Yeah, oh, he was out Um, the gates in a hurry. He's on pace for 36 goals and 22 assists. He also was coming off a hat trick right before the All-Star break. I think he's got five goals in his last five games that he's played, so he's he's getting on a little bit of a heater. And that's kind of how Toffoli's gone in his career. He he had seven goals in October. He gets hot and he gets gold. Yeah, he also had had, uh, seven goals in November. Yeah, so seven in October, five five in November. November. Yeah. He's looked yeah. really well playing alongside Jack Hughes for parts of the season, and then Jack Hughes has had trouble staying healthy for a lot of the year as well. So, so. Toffoli's day to day. Yeah, he didn't play okay. the comeback. Uh, he was sick for their oh, first game okay. out of the break. So he so. should be okay tonight. I don't right, know well, if he's going to play. I was trying to find their practice notes. I couldn't really get anything on either Jack Hughes or Tyler Toffoli. So we'll uh, see. one more negative because they're were way more fun before we get to Chico Rush. Sure. At Redacted, we traded a 70-plus point player for a dude who isn't even signed LMAO. I've seen enough. Cancel the season. <laughs> he signed the day the next day. Yeah, he signed the next day. <laughs> also, he was an RFA. Like, that's how it works. Fans. Like, what, what is hey, that? You know what they say? Maybe wait a day before you send an angry text or, yes. or email. Wait yeah. a day. Sleep yeah. on it. I should probably do that more often, but yeah. Yeah, you probably should, too. Yeah, yeah. me too. Just yeah. wait a day. <laughs> Sleep on it. Or just not answer at all. Yeah. <laughs> or ghost right. them. Or. No, I like those. Uh, thanks for digging those up, Patrick. No uh, we're still taking your text messages, though. 960, 960. We'll do it to wrap up the show after we talk to uh, Todd Furman. Um, you didn't the have Olympics any. Olympics in Paris. You didn't have any of the Nick DeSimone game picked on waivers tweets in there, hey? No, I didn't oh. have those yet. I'm too sorry. to find them. Spot for you. I'm tired. <laughs> I'll see if there's um, any comments. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> The, uh, the Olympic medals that will be handed out in Paris this summer will have a piece of the original iron used to make the Eiffel Tower. What piece of Calgary should be included or would be included in a in an imaginary um, Olympics coming back to Calgary? What piece of Calgary should go in a medal? 960, 960, name and location. Uh, ginger beef has come up. Uh, Caesars have come up. Keep them rolling in, 960, Part of 960. the uh, crumbling saddle dome ring. Yeah, the blue ring. The which I thought was a piece of uh, oil and gas machinery. <laughs> no, just million dollar public art. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Thought it was had to do something with oil and gas. Guess not. Okay. Uh, Chico Rush next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. The play-by-play voice of the Calgary Flames for Sportsnet, Rick Ball, will join us. He'll have the call tonight ahead of the Flames and Devils. Five o'clock start on Sportsnet West. You can, of course, hear it live right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan, and uh, we'll talk some Super Bowl props with my pal Todd Furman, host of the Bet the Board podcast, former odds maker for Caesars, and analyst for CBS Sports HQ coming up at 8.30. But right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Devil Analyst, Devil's Analyst on the Devil's Hockey Network, Stanley Cup champion, Glenn Chico Resch. Chico, good morning. How are you? Good morning, and from Regina, Saskatchewan, so I've been to Calgary uh, many times as a kid. That was always a destination point if you're a Saskatchewan person. We're mm. going to Calgary. So, anyway, uh, it's good to be on your show, the big show, it sounds like. It is. Uh, thanks for jumping on. Tell us about that drive from Regina to Calgary. Well, you know, it uh, wasn't the Trans-Canada of today, but it was always good, you know, when you got to Calgary because you were always hoping, especially in the winter if you went over, that the, a Chinook would be coming in. Chinook, mm-hmm. Chinook, that's all we thought about. Please let there be a Chinook. So anyway, <laughs> I wanted to say that, and I wanted to give a shout-out to my ex-teammate, Lanny McDonald, and hope that he is recovering well. We played together in Colorado, had a lot of interesting moments uh they weren't some of the greatest in terms of winning but we had some good time so lanny i hope you're you're doing well and recovering uh the best you can uh well said uh chico we all uh wish all the best for our pal uh the legend himself uh mr lanny mcdonald uh before we dive into this devils team and the matchup ahead tonight with the uh the flames and yego or sharon govich wanted to ask you being a former goaltender what do you think of just goalies playing a lot less Chico, you saw Marty Berdur's entire career where he essentially played every single game for the Devils, and he had no problem doing so. What do you think of this, quote-unquote, this new term we have in sports, load management, especially when it comes to the goaltending position? Yeah, it's pretty catchy. Uh, I mean, it sounds good. But but here's the biggest thing. I'm sorry, um, uh, George and Matt, but – I want to say, do not go by save percentage anymore, okay? You guys are bright okay. guys. This save percentage thing is ridiculous. You know, you remember some of the flame players who used to clear the crease, block out, cross-check, grab, punch in the back of the head. You you could actually engage physically in front of the net and so forth. But now, cross-ice passes, one-timers, backdoor plays, breakaways, you know, guys, two guys in front of the net. If you don't get position, if you're a defender and you don't get position, Lindy Ruff always talks, a good uh, uh, Albertan, he always says, if you don't get on the inside, guys, and the inside means the middle of the net. If you're on the outside, that means you're by the post and the attacking players in the middle in front of you. You can't do anything. You can't grab them. You can't hook them. So my point is, I think the load management is that the goalies are required to do so much more. You know, there's just just a, a ton of work. Even when the shot isn't taken, they've got to move, you know. And uh, and that's why the save percentage isn't what it was, because unless someone has a really good chance, a layup, they're not just going to shoot just to shoot the puck and give it up. So, mm. anyway, it, it is interesting. 
But yeah, it's uh, it, it, goaltending has changed like the whole game, but so dramatically that you can't really use stats from even ten years ago uh, that you're right. you're trying to use to to determine goalies nowadays. Uh, obviously, the, the, these guys are in peak physical condition and they're incredible athletes. But Chico, do you just find that a lot of guys and how they're drafted now, you just want to get the biggest body possible six six goaltenders instead of maybe those super athletic goaltenders we had a chance to interview mike vernon in studio the hall of famer the calgary flames legend multiple mm-hmm. stanley cup champion guy's a small guy mm-hmm. like he uses athleticism to stop the puck and now it feels like let's just draft the biggest guys to take up the most part of the net as possible well now that's a great point but i'm going to tell you why because i talked to the officials if the if the goalie is outside the crease right and he gets bumped and interfered with. So you go out to challenge. Now you want to get back to your position or across the crease, but you're outside the crease. Referee says, no, that attacking player has as much right to stand there as you do. I'm not going to call it. So what you've done is, you, if you watch, guys, you push all the goalies back into the crease. That's the only place they can really do their work, relatively speaking. Once in a while they can challenge if it's just a one-on-one. So my point is, what happens when you can't challenge? You reduce the size of your body, and you got to stand in the crease. And that's why those big goalies uh, are so much in demand. But here's the last thing is, just remember this, guys. Yes, if I said to you, are some goalies still better than others? Your answer, what would your answer be? Are some goalies still better than others or no? Yeah, are they all the absolutely. same? Of course. So then you've got to say why, and I know some at 6'2 uh, are lights out, uh, but obviously 6'4, what's Markstrom? 6'6, six, six, is he? Yeah. Or is he 6'4? 6'4. 6'6. He is. Oh, 6'4, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. And I only say that because there's been so much talk about us trying to get him, which I don't know what that's all about. But um, so I, I'm just saying, if you have to play – in the net, and you can't challenge, little guys don't have a chance because hmm. they can't cut the angle down. Hmm. Now, you, you kind of mentioned it. Markstrom's obviously been, been kind of tied to the Devils. What has your opinion been on the Devils netminding to this point of the year? Again, um, it's been fine. Has it been spectacular? No. The other night was spectacular when we beat the Avs. I mean, Vitek Vanacek has like 16 wins. He He's winning, and he's playing well. But, you know, we our, our defense has been decimated. Dougie Hamilton, as you would all know, exclaim, he's been out almost all the year. And Jonas Siegenthaler is maybe our best defensive defenseman. He's out. We got a 19-year-old Simon Nemec playing on the first pair, meaning he's going against some of the big boys on the other team. And then you've got Luke Hughes is doing really fine, but they're, he's, again, he's 20. You know, Colin Miller has been sort of a journeyman. And, and Kevin Ball out of Ottawa, he's just, um, he's just learning the game. So my point is, like, our defense hasn't been, you know, rock solid. I look at um, Calgary's defense. And, and I know there's going to be changes or might be changes, but that's a pretty darn good nucleus and of experience and skill. The Devils haven't had that. So the goaltending's been fine. Of course, you can always always be better, but um, that has not been the reason. Mm. We haven't been winning this year like we did last year. I'll give you a scoop. I think 
from my inside source that Jack Hughes might play tonight. He's been, mm. uh, I know somebody very well that said he's feeling good. I said, how's he shooting the puck? Shooting the puck as hard as he did before he got injured. So there's a chance you uh, you could see him tonight, but that's uh, still, if, if not tonight, uh, probably on Saturday. Well, he's going to be really important over this next month because the Devils currently sit five points out of a playoff spot, either a wild card or third in the Metropolitan Division. There's a couple teams between them and a playoff spot. But with all that being said, do you think that they can make the push for the postseason with Jack Hughes getting back here in this final month before the trade deadline? Well, you know, you guys, that's a great point. I mean, he he has to come back. Well, because we know... um, uh, power plays are, are really huge. We know in the overtime it could be three on three. Uh, the other night we played the Avs, and I said on the air, when it went four on four, I thought, uh-oh, the huge advantage to McKinnon, right? So, uh, And there's some of the games four on four. So Jack fits so many slots for us that without him, yeah, I, a major part of our offense uh, is, is not there. And then, of course, as you guys know, it's the centerman. I hate to say it. I'd like to say it was the goalie that drives the team. But it's the centerman on, on all the winning teams that not only drive their lines, but drive the team. And so with Jack Hughes out, uh, that, that's left a huge hole. But we've survived because all the teams that we're talking about, Pittsburgh Islanders, Tampa Bay, uh, I'm trying to think who else is in there. I don't think – I think uh, – Washington is done. Kuznetsov, as you guys know, had a leave, and they're they're just kind of a average team now, anyway. But no, we we we've got a good shot. But you know, we I think I don't know about you guys, but when you're in our position, or even the Flames, let's just say the Flames, you got to go on a five or six game winning streak. That's what it takes to move up the ladder because everybody's winning, gaining a point here and there, and. If you don't put together a five or six game winning streak, it's hard uh, to make a jump up the standings. But I I think the Devils, with Jack Hughes coming back, are capable of that. Glenn Chico, Rush Devils analyst on the Devils Hockey Network. Stanley Cup champion joining us here on the Atlas Feeds and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. How are Devils fans feeling about the Toffoli for Sharon Govich trade today, Chico? Oh, I was knew you were going to ask that. Well, first of all, you know, it was tough enough we're playing the Avs the other night. And then Tyler, who was in, I saw him at the morning skate, uh, he's sick. So I think, oh, no, there's more of a challenge. Um, you know, we did some things for short term, right? I mean, the big question with Tyler, and he's having, he's, when he's hot and he's comfortable, you know, like people don't realize these guys who play the game are not robots. They have highs and lows. They feel really confident, and they lose it. You know, I was talking to a couple devils about that. Where do you go to get confidence? Can you send out for it? You know, does uh, somebody deliver it? No, it comes and it goes. So the Foley, when he's feeling it, like he got three goals a couple games ago, uh, he's really good. And when he's not, I can just see his, his body language. He's not the same. That being said, as you guys know, his contract is up. He would love to stay here in New Jersey, and I can see why. Uh, but the Devils aren't signing him, and I, I think this stretch drive for him is going to be really important on um, how his future looks with the Devils down the road. 
But, I mean, you, you know what he's like. He's, he's a good player. I mean, I always say I don't know much. Like, I couldn't do your job. But the one thing I know is goaltending. I, and the, more than that, you guys, I know goal scoring. I think I gave up, I want to say 1,600, but it might have been 1,800 goals in the National <laughs> Hockey League. <laughs> I, 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 but this is something else you guys don't know. Do you guys know that I'm a Hall of Fame maker? Do you know how many guys I put in the Hall of Fame by letting them score? My point is, I know goal scoring, and I know guys who have the touch and who doesn't. And Tyler, when he's confident, he's got that touch. But, oh, we're so happy for Sharon Govich because he came here as a rookie. And um, Davey Lewis, a guy who used to play in the NHL, coached the Belarusian national team one year. And he said it was a bit of controversy, but he brought up uh, Sharon Govich uh, for the world championships. And I think he was 19. And, uh, but he could see in him what you guys are seeing there now and what we saw here. So uh, we're sure happy for Igor. He was a great asset for us. And uh, I just hope he can – I mean, we, we always knew, as you guys know, he can skate. He could unleash that shot. He pulls that shot back and rips it and, mm-hmm. and stuff. I just hope that he can get his stick handling and skill level and, you know, the hockey sense together, that he can be a number one centerman for the Flames because here in New Jersey we all love Igor and we're all pulling for him. Why didn't it work out there in New Jersey? Because it feels like with his age and his skill and his ability to skate, he would be a guy that they'd want him there long-term to pair with guys like Jack Hughes. Why didn't it work out, Chico? That's, a, that's another great question that we all want to uh, answer at that time. Because oh, you know what the Flames are going to go through? Is I I'm, I'm, did my homework last night, and they're talking about trading this defenseman and that guy and this guy. Now, yeah, you, you know, you could do that, and you could think rebuild, rebuild. And, and that's fine, but rebuilds take a while unless you can plug in some older guys at the time. And I think what Tommy Fitzgerald was thinking, we've got Nico Heischer and, and Jesper Bratt, like a fifth rounder. Great catch there. We got lucky with Bratt. <clears throat> but we were still lacking just a natural goal-scoring goal winger. And I think that was the sacrifice. They said, who's available? Because what happens in a rebuild, you guys? You say, yeah, okay, I, I don't mind. Yeah, we're going to rebuild for three or four years. But in the meantime, our fam's going to pay if you're not very good and you're not really competitive. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but we're in a rebuild. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll buy my season tickets when you rebuild because I'm not spending the money to. So I think what Tommy Fitzgerald is thinking, he spend a lot of money on Dougie Hamilton. You know, we got a pretty darn good defense. Uh, Jack, Nico, it's not that they're getting old, but you know, they're in that, 23, 25, we got to do something now. And the fans expect it now. And I think, quite honestly, for a simple answer, I just thought, I think, that they thought uh, Tyler could be that uh, goal-scoring winger right now where Igor, he he played well, but he's not going to be our, one of our top two sentiment, right? He's not going to be, mm. but he, you know, with Nico and Jack, but he could be on the wing, but, you know, uh, Sharon Govich was really more individualistic when he was here. He killed penalties, scored a lot of goals off the rush. But um, I think they had to give something up, and 
uh, Craig Conroy did a good job, I think, of plucking him out of our organization and uh, getting something for Tyler Toffoli. And, and I think it was as simple as that, you know, and, you know, then you, you know, Blake Coleman, there's another guy. Jeez, mm-hmm. I looked at Blake. I love Blake. When he was here, I thought, ooh, there's 20 goals and Sharon Govich is 20 goals. And boy, well, they sure look good on the Devils. But the truth is, guys, would they be in the same roles on the Devils? I, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, second guessing is, is a big part of our job, a big part of hockey. But I just say with, you know, with the Flames, yeah, you want to rebuild, but you better not do it. To- you do a total teardown, and uh, it can be painful. Five years, the Devils were not very good. We were pretty awful. Now we're now we're a good competitive team. But so I love the, you know, the Calgary franchise. I mean, they're going to get a new rink. You, you know, you want to have a real competitive team there, mm-hmm. especially with the Oilers up north. So. Um, I, I think Craig's done some nice things, but the temptation always is to do more. And sometimes more turns out to be less, and sometimes less turns out to be more. And, and so you've got to be you've got to be very careful. You don't sacrifice um, too much trying to uh, maneuver and walk through a rebuild because it's not easy, as you guys know. Um, all of this being said kind of leads me to an interesting point about Timo Meyer. He was the big fish at the deadline last year. The Devils go out, they get him, they're able to sign him to an extension. Um, but the numbers are probably not what a lot of Devils fans would have hoped that they would be this year. How has Timo yeah. Meyer's season gone? Well, you know, that's a great point. And it's funny, uh, Matt, Lawson, who I, were, uh, I was saying last night, you know, I, I like Timo. I, I like him because he's physical. He He's a bit like Blake Coleman. You know, like he's going to go in the corners and he's going to, you know, be a physical player. But you guys might even know more than I do. He scored 40 goals last year. Some of them were with the Devils at the end of his of the year. But <clears throat> I don't know what kind of goal scorer he is yet. Is he a scorer off the rush? Is he, like, I know uh, Toffoli. Toffoli's got to find an opening. He's got to find the opening uh, around the net from the top of the circle down. If he gets the puck, boom, he can score. With Timo Meyer, I don't know. Like, his heart is in it. He tries hard. But I'm thinking, Timo, if you're going to be a goal scorer, you can't be a corner man too, right? Because the guy in the corner is not scoring. It's the guy in the slot, usually. It's the guy from the corner who gives that guy the pass. So, you know what, it's, oh, I think he's nine and nine unless he got a, no, I think he got a goal the other night uh, or whatever, but he, he's around 10 goals and 10 assists. And no, that, that's, that's a disappointing year. He's had some injuries. He's disappointed, but, but I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know what kind of a goal scorer he is yet. And uh, hopefully that, that surfaces down the stretch here. Uh, Chico, before I let you go, I uh, wanted to ask you a goalie nerd question. Were you a big equipment guy when you were a goaltender? Did you have a favorite brand of pads, gloves, catcher, helmet? Were you big into equipment when you played in the league? Well, I, I was I was a coward, if that's what you're asking. So yeah, <laughs> I was really I was really big into uh, into equipment and and how. Like, okay, I went, I played for Team Canada in 76, and Jerry Cheevers was there. Jerry Cheevers had the old felt pads I, on the shoulders. Like, the goalie pads were always fine, and the pants were good. 
but your upper body, that's where you'd get beat and beaten up. And so when I went there, I started to attach pieces of plastic on my own to my arm guards. Uh, because again, I, I made a lot of saves with my eyes closed. You know, Lanny's going to slap it. I'm like, close my eyes because it's going to either hit me or don't. It doesn't. And, but my, my point is I was, but the biggest thing, <clears throat> I'll just tell you one, uh, I think a good story. Okay. So I'm wearing the old fiberglass mask. It's in the hockey hall of fame. Now it was really cool. And it was face fitting and that, and that, and that was cool. And, and then um, it was painted by a high school girl, but Leroy Neiman, you guys might not even know him. He was a big sports artist. He painted all kinds of sports images. Well, he liked the Islanders, and he said to me, Chico, I will paint your next fiberglass mask for you, and that'd be pretty cool, right? He didn't say that, but I said that. But the problem was we had a Swedish goalie come over from Sweden. Uh, Jaren Augusta was his name, and he's getting slappers in the head. He's got the cage on and the helmet. He's getting slappers in the head, and, you know, it's just I'm thinking, and he's just – not even getting mad. He's not flinching because it's not form fitting to his face. So he's not getting injured. And um, so I, I, it was at the time where I said, do I go to the cage, you know, or do I go with Leroy Neiman painting my mask? And, and I eventually had to tell Leroy, I think I'm, I'm, I'm more of a coward than I am a, a artistic guy. I think I'm going to go with the cage. And then after that, Greg, uh, Greg Harrison, who was also making Max, it was brilliant on his part. He realized, how am I going to stay in the business? Well, he would make the form-fitting mold, and I was one of the first. Then he'd cut out, you know, around the eyes and the nose and so forth and put a cage over that, and that's basically what we have today. Mm-hmm. But um, the evolution of the goalie mask and goalie upper body equipment is pretty amazing. And uh, I look at guys get hit with slappers now, and they don't even flinch. I'm thinking – Oh, that would have been nice. Uh, now they got to worry more about their hips, as you guys know, the balls right. of their hips because they're down in that butterfly all the time. But, but no, that's a good, good question. There's always a reason. I, I never ask what. I can see what, but I always say why. You know, why are some coaches better than others? And I'll just leave you this. Like, you guys can discuss it. Why is Edmonton, if they are, and we'll find out the next five or six games that now they've fallen off that uh, role. Why are they a better team? Not what are they doing that's better. Why? How did that occur? Was it the coach? Was it Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? What is it that that team now can play defense? Excuse me, defense and win a lot of games. So with that, I'll I'll let you guys ponder that question, and it should be a good one tonight. We didn't even get into all the flames. Um, but, you know, I looked at him, and I was saying to Maddie Lockett, I said, now, tonight, I said, is this a must game? And I thought, well, yeah, it's must because the Flames aren't very good. Then I looked at the Flames. They're not that bad. Really, they're they're not that bad. And they, they want a big one up in Boston. So uh, I think they're going to be tough tonight, but we'll see, you know. Uh, and that's why we love the sports world, right, guys? Because you never know. Like you, you yeah. led me this question, uh, I, I have to ask you really quickly before you go. Sure, I'm, who's the slap shot sure, no you problem. got hit with that really hurt? Who took it, Chico? When did it happen? Slapper in the face. Well, not in the well, face, but that just you. hurt you. Like I don't know, maybe it hit you downstairs. Oh. I don't know, Chico. Wherever it hit you, it hurt really bad. <laughs> who's that guy who took that slapper? 
Okay, well, I will tell you the guy who drove me crazy was Lanny McDonald. Because I'll just tell you something about Lanny. Lanny was with the Leafs, and they beat us in the seventh game. We had some injuries. But anyway, he scores the overtime goal. But remember this. Lanny McDonald was the full, was the first pull the puck. You know how they toe drag now? Yep. They pull the puck and then shoot it? Yep. Well, Lanny would do that, and I would think, well, is he going to shoot short side? Is he going to go back the other side? So he drove me crazy. But um, I got to tell you, one of the hardest shooting guys was Reggie the Rifle, Leach. Uh, he was really, really good. And you know the other guy that I didn't like? Bobby Hall, okay, I couldn't see his shot. Like, he was one of the guys I'd close my eyes on. But Dennis Hall, but Bobby was always, Bobby was always <laughs> knowing that I could end this goalie's life if I hit him with all my power in between the eyes with those old masks. But Dennis Hall... <laughs> and we laugh about it. Denny wasn't quite as concerned about the goalies. And he had as hard a shot as uh, Bobby, but was not as accurate. But he'd shoot some at a bad angle and miss you. Hey, kid, yeah, keep your head up. You know, you don't want to go down on me. I'll drill you. You know, like he would use it against us. So, obviously, the Hall brothers, and, and then one of the most accurate uh, shooters of all times, you guys. You, you People don't realize how good Mike Bossy was, his release, right. the one-timer. And he was the first guy, I'll just tell you this, he's the first guy who would shoot five-hole, okay, like everybody would stand up. And I said to him one day, I said, boss, like the goalie's standing up, but you still shoot five-hole. He says, yeah, but watch. As I go into my warm-up, I mean into my wind-up, he never stays with his pads together. He starts to go into a wider stance butterfly. And Boss could shoot it over the stick, that three-inch stick, about four to six, eight inches through the legs, better than anybody I know. And so his shot, and I think he still leads for the most uh, points per game. I think it's Mike Bossy. And so he was a great uh, shooter as well. Um, but the last thing is Bobby Nystrom, when I had my old mask on, my teammate, he played in Calgary. Uh, Bobby's a great guy. He He – hit me in practice one time, broke my nose, even when I had the mask on. <clears throat> so um, that was pretty, that, that was hurtful, but I think I missed some of the practice. So if, if getting out of practice was an advantage of breaking your nose, I don't know, but yeah. that's about all I got out of that shot. But there, there were everybody, not everybody, a lot of guys could shoot it, but nowadays with the composite, Marty Brodeur was telling me the other day that shots are definitely, definitely 20, like, no, not the top-end guys, but, like, the lower-end guys with the composites, they all shoot 20%, 30% harder now. Uh, so, you know, that's another evolution, the stick, as well as the mask and equipment and, and the rules. And that's the only thing is I, I tell Matty Locke, i got to quit complaining about the refereeing. But, honestly, you guys, I, it's, it's just hard for me sometimes when I see what they call. And then you look at the replay, and the guy embellished, or it didn't even happen the way. Well, your your guy, um, uh, possible, right? They, 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 he got a, a high sticking on um, a major. Marchand. Yeah, yeah, and and you look at it, he he hit him with his glove, and he yeah. kind of got spun around, and Marshawn was flying around. Now Marshawn broke, um, who was it? Johansson, Marcus Johansson's face with an elbow. That was obvious, but this wasn't, but Marshawn tried to sell it. And my, my point is the integrity 
the integrity of either taking a penalty or what really happened during the game has gone. And if you can embellish now and sell something to the officials, and, and I feel for them. I'm not just blaming them because it's a tough job. But I, and we don't want more replays, but I mm-hmm. just wish we could look at, at some of the penalties that occur and say, can we look at that on tape? And you say, oh, no, that isn't what happened. No penalty. But, um, right. you know, so the game is evolving as well as the equipment and the, and the announcers. You guys are evolving, right, on your show? We try to, Chico. Um, uh, again, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we could talk to you for hours. Unfortunately, we got to run, Chico. Uh, let's do it again uh, when you come to Calgary. Great stuff. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. You guys, all the best to you guys. Thanks. There's a Glenn Chico Rich, uh, Devils analyst, uh, Devils Hockey Network, Stanley Cup champion on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Rick Ball next. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan.